What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Becoming Your Best podcast. I'm Rob Schallenberger, and whether you're in your car, your office, At home, wherever you are today, I hope you're having a fabulous day because you deserve it. (laughs) Now, if you haven't listened to the previous three podcasts, I suggest that you pause this one and go back and listen to those first because what we have done, as you notice, if you have, is that we're following the transformation challenge through the six-step process and really how you should apply this to you, to your organization, to your family, so that you can get the most out of it and have a transformative experience with whatever issue, problem, or opportunity you're dealing with. So if you haven't listened to the other podcast, pause this, go back to the first one where we talk about what is the transformation challenge and how does it apply to you, and then go through steps one and steps two. This will take us today to step three of the transformation challenge. Now my assumption is that if you're listening to this, you already have the book. If you don't by this point, You really need to go to thetransformationchallenge.com and invest in the book. We have made it as easy as possible to do that. All you need to do is cover the shipping. We've got the book, so it's free for you. Just cover the shipping, and we'll get it right out to you. So go get the book if you don't have it already, thetransformationchallenge.com. Much easier to follow along that way and really start to impact uh, your success. So what is step three? Step three is to identify the real issue causing the gap. Now, why is this so important to you? What happens in most organizations? What happens in most families or people's lives when there's an issue or problem? Well, (laughs) what most people do, I mean, this is something that we're all susceptible to to a different degree, is, boom, we call a meeting with our team. We say, hey, here's the problem. Here's what's happened. And how do we fix it? And then we start brainstorming ideas and go right to execution. Or if there's an issue in a family or a relationship, You might meet with the other person and say, all right, well, here's the problem. How do we fix it? And we go right to the idea generation phase, and we try to fix the problem. And (laughs) isn't that, I mean, think about your own life when you've had challenges, maybe with a son or a daughter or someone on your team if you're in a working environment. Uh, Maybe you wanted to get a house or whatever the case might be. When you bring up these issues, it can be a real confrontation sometime. And the idea is, well, what's the problem and how do we solve it? And that is the exact wrong approach to problem solving. And it's why so often it leads to bitter feelings. Uh, It leads to a plan that doesn't work because it's the exact wrong approach. And the transformation challenge and six-step process will fix that. And, you know, ironically, I was just with a company out on the East Coast last week, and we did a planning and execution workshop with their team. Very amazing group of people in that room. I mean, very talented Yet it was funny because so many of them came to me with the same comment and they said, man, it looks like when you read the book that you were somehow looking over my shoulder into my life. (laughs) And they were laughing and chuckling when they told me that. For example, in the sales team example, they said, I can't believe how many times I've got my sales team together and said, here's the problem team. 
how do we fix it? And now after reading the book, she realizes how wrong that has been. And so we got a good chuckle out of that and the shift that happens. And I gave her a big high five and a kudos for making the transformation and the shift. So imagine the difference. Let's go back to the sales team example. A lot of people can relate to this. Let's say that your sales have been declining. What would the normal person do? Well, you get the sales reps together and you start by saying, all right, guys and gals, our sales have been going down for the last four months. We're down 6%. And how do we fix this? Well, we now know that is the exact wrong place to start. And contrast that to someone coming in and saying, all right, team, first of all, thanks for being here. You're amazing. And let's go back to our vision. Our vision is to be the premier sales team in the company. We have a goal to achieve 1.6 million in sales by March 30th. Now, here's where we're at today. So if you've gone through the six-step process, you know that step number one is to not start with the problem, rather to shift it to the vision. The vision is the starting point. It brings an energy and an excitement to the room that the problem can never bring. The second step is to identify or assess the current reality. Where are you today? And then when there's a gap, that's when you go to step number three to identify the root cause or real issue causing the gap. What is the real issue causing the gap? And step number three is probably the most critical step because you can develop a great plan. If it doesn't address the real issue that's causing the gap between your current reality and vision, the plan is never going to work. And I've actually seen that happen over and over again. We never get to the real issue. We develop a plan that we think is going to work, but because it doesn't address the real issue, the plan fails. It doesn't work. It falls far short. It falls far short of what could have been. And so that's why you've got to identify the real issue. Now, what does this mean to you? Well, there's a study or a book called The Toyota Way, and they suggest asking the question why at least five to seven times to get to the root cause, the real issue. And what I mean by why is, yeah, you may be getting new ideas from different areas. What you're really trying to do is whittle down, think of it like a funnel. You're trying to go down a funnel to identify why did that happen. So you may come up with an initial idea. Well, why did that happen? And then why did that happen? And so you keep whittling down and going down that funnel until you get to the root cause. Think of this, as you know, I was a fighter pilot for years. Think of this as you would an accident investigation board uh, in the fighter aircraft world. When there's an accident, they can mean an accident investigation board. They give that board 30 30 days really for this step to identify the root cause the cause, the accident. And so they become masters of this, getting down to the real why. And what they will almost always find in these accident investigation boards is that there were two, maybe three primary issues, real issues that caused the accident. And then they'll usually have a whole host of contributing factors. So you may have one, two, or three contributing primary, excuse me, primary issues, and then you may have eight, nine, ten contributing factors. For example, the pilot didn't get enough sleep, so he was a little bit groggy while flying. Well, that may not have been the primary factor that caused the crash, but it certainly was a contributing factor in his or her response time. And that's what I mean by you. When you go through this step and you're identifying the gap between your vision and your current reality, you may have one, two, or three what you consider to be primary issues. Yet there are probably some others as well that are contributing to that. Now, you need to sort out What are the contributing factors or issues and what are the primary ones? Because really what you want to find are the primary ones. If you can address those, 
Will it then help you accomplish your vision? Here's an example of that. (laughs) Most of the people listening to this podcast will remember the Challenger accident. And during a seminar, it's a planning and execution seminar, I'll ask the question, why did the Challenger shuttle blow up? And every time people respond with the same word or the same thought, which is the O-ring failed. Well, that's exactly right. The O-ring did fail. My next question is, why? See, we're asking why, why, why? Why did the O-ring fail? Because it was too cold. Why? Why did the shuttle launch if the O-ring was susceptible to freezing and then potential failure? Well, because there was a teacher on board and there was a lot of pressure to launch and get her into space so that she could teach from space. Okay, so why didn't someone stop the launch if they knew there was a potential for this O-ring to fail in the freezing temperatures? Well, now we're on the fourth why. The answer is that there were some engineers who knew that there was a possibility that O-ring might fail, and they were actually trying to stop the launch. But they couldn't because they didn't have a voice in the process. They didn't have a say. Well, there's my next question. Why? Why didn't they have a say or the ability to stop the launch? Well, because NASA didn't have a go, no-go process. And there you have the primary factor, the real issue that caused the, the accident was that NASA did not have a go, no-go process in place. The engineers who tried to stop the launch didn't have a voice. Had they had a voice, that shuttle wouldn't have launched in those temperatures. So can you feel the power of that already? Is Now you can identify the real issue and develop a plan to solve it. Had NASA just said, yep, it was the O-ring failure, we need to fix the O-rings and make sure we never again launch in temperatures where the O-ring could fail. Well, they didn't solve the underlying fundamental issue causing the gap if they would have bid off on the first contributing factor, the O-ring. The O-ring was just a sim- excuse me, a symptom of the real issue. And so what you're trying to do when you take the transformation challenge in step three is identify that real issue. The one, two, maybe sometimes three primary issues that are causing that gap so that in your plan, you can address those issues. We'll be right back to our episode. Today's leadership myth. (laughs) Oftentimes, I've heard people say, when you have a problem, you grab your team, you get together, and you brainstorm ideas on how to solve it. We already know from the Transformation Challenge that doesn't work. Uh, Why? Because we get into a room, we go to the problem, and then we start trying to figure out solutions, and we skip one of the most important steps which is to identify why the problem exists in the first place. And unless we get down to the root cause, the real issue, almost any plan that is developed will either fail or fall far short of where it could have to accomplish whatever the vision ended up being. So let's not get into the room, focus on a problem, and then go right to execution. Try and figure out what the gap is and why the gap exists, then develop your plan to fix it. So again, if you haven't invested in the book, The Transformation Challenge yet, get the book, go to thetransformationchallenge.com, free book for you, just cover the shipping, and it'll specifically zero you in on how to identify that issue causing the gap between the vision and your current reality. Now back to the podcast. Now let's get into our five examples from the book. If you've already been following, following along in the podcasts, then you know the examples that we're using here. One of those is Flying J. You had a billion-dollar company. Suddenly, Crystal's in trouble. They need to come up with $400 million in the next 30 days. She has no idea what to do. Uh, Everybody around her is telling her there's no way you can save the company. So what does Crystal do? She forms a vision and starts with the vision. She gets a team in the room. 
And she said, we're going to stay in this room until we figure out how to save this company. She shifted problem, or excuse me, she shifted the playing field from the problem to the vision. Now they identified the current reality, which is they were in serious trouble. The goal was they needed 400 million in the next 30 days. They didn't have any money. Morale was low at the time because they didn't know if the company was going to have to liquidate and dissolve. Well, so that's a very short nutshell version of the current reality. They need to go to step three, which is why. The vision is to save the company and come up with 400 million. The current reality is they have no cash. Uh, they don't have the ability, not even close, to come up with the 400 million. What caused the gap in the first place? And after going through all of these uh, discussions and analysis, what they found was that the previous CEO to Crystal had gotten outside their core competency as a business. They were amazing as truck stops, still very profitable at this particular point in time. Yet they had invested in a large refinery that required millions and millions of upgrades. They had a ton of oil sitting in the pipeline that they'd invested in. And when the price of oil went down, so did their investment. So had the price of oil stayed up, they would have been fine. <laughs> but as the price of oil plummeted, so did their investment. So they literally had hundreds of millions sitting in the pipeline, almost worth maybe 50% of what they had originally invested in it. So those were the two issues that were causing the gap, that were preventing them from getting to the vision. They had gotten outside their core competency into a refinery that was bleeding money and a pipeline that was literally costing them millions of dollars per day. And now that they've identified that root cause, the real issue, now they can go to work on developing a plan to solve it. Well, okay, how do we then liquidate that asset? How do we then get the cash flow that we should have been getting from the pipeline to infuse back into the truck stops and so on? Now they can address the real issue. The second example is that company, the energy company, <clears throat> their vision was to have a, an incredible relationship with this utility organization whose customers they served. However, there was a reporting time of five days was the expectation. Well, on average, this company, when they would go out and service a residential home, they were reporting in eight and nine days, far from the five-day deadline that the utility expected. So they had the vision to have a high trust relationship with this utility. However, trust was going out the window. That was the current reality. In fact, if you listen to the previous podcast, you know that the utility had sent a warning letter to them basically saying, hey, if you don't start meeting the reporting time, we're going to pull this million-dollar contract. So the stakes were high here. And this was only one particular contract in a single area. They had numerous other contracts. So really, you're talking about tens of millions of dollars being at risk here. If this company doesn't figure out how to get it right and get their ducks in a row. Now, what would most people be tempted to do in this case? Hey, let's call a meeting. What's the problem? The problem is we're not delivering on time. Uh, how do we solve it? See what's immediately wrong with that? Number one, we started with the problem. Number two, we don't know what's causing the gap. Why are we not meeting the deadline first? And so what they did, fortunately, they were armed with a six-step process so they went to work trying to identify what was the real issue, the root cause, causing this gap between the vision and the current reality. And what they found is that there were two primary issues ultimately when it was all said and done. One was they didn't have a central office. So paper was literally having to be mailed and sent to multiple offices, meaning logistically there was no way they could have met the five-day deadline no matter what they did. The second is that they were using paper rather than an electronic measuring device. If they would have had an iPad or a notebook or something like that, 
electronically would have sped it up, I mean, dramatically faster. You're talking minutes and hours rather than days. Now that they're armed with the real why, the real issue causing the gap, now they can go to step four and start developing a plan. Had they not done that, though, I mean, they may have spun their wheels and said, all right, we're going to develop a plan. We're going to do this with the paper and this with the paper. Well, that's not going to work. <laughs> it doesn't address the real issue. So fortunately, that's what they did. And on the next podcast, you're going to hear how that resulted in some amazing ideas that completely transformed that relationship. So there's the second example from the book. The third is the struggling marriage, the challenged marriage. Now, again, if you've been following along in the book and listening to the podcasts, you know that this example is of a couple who's been married for many, many years. They had a great relationship. They were totally in love. But slowly over time, lives got busy. The mom felt more like a taxi service. The husband, the dad was involved in work. And they just felt like they were just slowly drifting apart. Uh, they didn't really know why. They just felt like they didn't have the relationship that they used to have. And they'd always heard about these couples getting divorced after being married for 25, 30, and 35 years. And they could have never imagined how that would have been possible, but suddenly they saw that, you know what? We haven't been intentional about our marriage, and, and they suddenly started to feel that shift and that separation happening. So what was the vision? Well, you heard that on the first podcast. What was the current reality? You heard that on the second podcast. Clearly, it's something about having a phenomenal relationship filled with amazing memories together. What's the current reality? They're drifting apart. They don't spend much time together. So now they need to identify the real issue. What is the root cause that's causing all of this? Because we could develop a plan and say, hey, let's go on more dates. Uh, let's spend more time together. See, there's the problem and some ideas to solve it. That may or may not work. Instead, they've got to identify what is the root issue causing the gap so that their plan addresses that issue. And after going through that process of asking why multiple times and getting a bunch of different ideas on the table, they found that there were two primary issues causing the gap between their vision and current reality. Now, ironically, there was quite a bit of contributing factors as well. I mean, there's probably six, seven smaller issues that were contributing to the two big ones. What they found, though, and this is my litmus test all the time, if you can address those two primary issues and solve those, will it then help you accomplish your vision? If the answer is yes, then you've got it. Go to the next step. So for them, the root cause is that they no longer did their individual pre-week planning, nor did they sit together and plan their weeks together. Now, early on in their marriage, they both did their pre-week planning. They'd go through their week. What are their roles? What matters most in the week? When will they do it? And then they would sit down together, very focused and intent on their marriage. So a marriage by design rather than a marriage by default, you can say. It had started out by design. It had migrated to a marriage by default. <laughs> and so they wanted to get back to that. And they realized, you know what? That's the root cause. When we were doing that, we were making time to be together. And it was that making of the time that allowed them to have what you would call a transformational marriage rather than what it had become and drifted into, which was a transactional marriage. And how many times does that happen in relationships where they tend to drift into a transactional relationship because we're not intentional, we're not focused. And so that's exactly what this couple has identified is they didn't do their pre-week planning anymore, nor did they sit down together as a couple to plan out their week. And it was that lack of planning that had really resulted in a marriage by default. Now that they've identified the real issue, now they can go to work in the planning of, well, of step number four, which you're going to hear in the next podcast, of how do they come up with some ideas and solutions to fix that and get back to that. The fourth example out of five 
is that unemployed gentleman who has been unemployed for 18 months. So what he, and you can hear his vision and his current reality on the previous podcasts. What he ultimately figured out was that there was three primary issues causing him to not be able to do well in a job interview or even get the interview in the first place. Now, as all I'll say about him, you can go back and listen to the other podcasts, is that he was a very well-qualified individual. I mean, he's an amazing man. It wasn't a lack of capability. He had all the skill set in the world to really help a company do well in the marketing arena. It was just some of these issues that were preventing him from getting to that point. And again, what could have been different for him? I mean, how many times do you think he's sat down and thought about the problem and what are some ideas to fix it? He didn't get to the real issue though. And that's why for 18 months he sat unemployed. Well, after this discussion that he had had, he found that there were three issues, as I mentioned. His appearance, because he's about 6'3", 6'4", he had a big old goatee at the time, which we believe there's nothing wrong with. But the fact is, no matter who you were, you would look at him and say, you know, he's a pretty tough-looking guy, and there's the potential to be intimidated by him. So that was one issue. Uh, His resume, he didn't have a bachelor's degree, and a lot of these positions he was applying for had an electronic application that when he would apply, you have to check that you have a bachelor's degree. If you don't check that box, it automatically kicks your application out. And the last was his lack of practice. Because he had become so, I guess you could say, because he had been out for 18 months, he'd lost confidence. He didn't have the confidence anymore uh, to go out there and be in the arena. And so those three things, his appearance, his resume getting kicked out of the system before the interview, and his lack of practice had now has resulted in him going on 18 months of unemployment, when really he should have a job within the first two weeks <laughs> of switching employers. Now, you're going to hear some pretty cool ideas in step four in the next podcast of what he did to address some of these issues. And it's exciting. It's pretty amazing to see the impact and how quickly identifying those issues and addressing them allowed him to switch his position and get into an incredible opportunity. All right, the last example is a a lady in direct sales. Uh, She'd gotten into direct sales. She wanted to give this a try. She developed the vision. Her current reality was that she didn't feel like she was very successful. She tried all the things she knew how to try. What was the root cause, the real issue? And it was interesting sitting down with her and talking about this step because I asked her and we asked her together, you know, what's causing this? Why, what's the root issue? And she'd say, well, it's, you know, my number of friends I have, it's this and it's that. None of those were the real issue. (laughs) Those were all contributing factors. All the reasons that she were talking about for not being successful, those were contributing factors. Not a single one of them was the real issue. Ironically, after it was all said and done, what we found is she didn't have a plan. She was just winging it from day to day and week to week, and she was getting it winging or she was getting winging it type results. That was the real issue. And so we sat down, and you'll see this in step four in the next podcast. We sat down and developed a fairly meticulous plan for her. What was her close rate? Where was she having the most success, the least success? It was a different close rate. If she had a party in her home versus individual face-to-face contacts or contacts by phone. And once she had that plan and became very focused on executing the plan, man, her results went through the roof. And ironically, she didn't even see that as one of the real issues. And that's why we've got to be very careful in this step to assess correctly what is the real issue causing the gap. Because had she bitten off on one of those contributing issues, yeah, I've already talked with all my friends, uh, my family's already said no, That wouldn't have done it for her. That would have changed nothing. She wouldn't have achieved her vision had she done that. 
Now is all she needed to do was develop a great plan to help her be successful and achieve her vision, which she did, and you'll see that in some upcoming steps. So as you go through the transformation challenge for you individually, and you get onto this step, step number three, number one, you've got to be honest with yourself, yourself, and sometimes that means asking difficult questions because sometimes the reason and the issue causing the gap is you, <laughs> or it's me, it's us, and sometimes they're internal issues, and that's why we've got to be honest with ourselves here. And it's so critical to be because if we don't address that real issue, we're going to develop a plan that never will help us achieve the vision. And so it's we have a very vested interest in being honest with ourselves. If it's a team, get the data and keep asking why. Whittle down, go down that funnel of why until you get to the real issue. And it may take asking why four, five, six, even nine or ten times in some cases. And this step in an organization is fun. During a planning and execution workshop – it's interesting to see the wheels start turning in people. Usually you'll come up with one or two ideas initially and people say, that's it. And we say, wait a second, well, why? Why that? And then we go a little further, why that? And pretty soon we got to an issue that nobody had even considered to be the real issue, yet it was the real issue. So had they gone in the room, started with the problem, and then said, now let's solve it and brainstorm some ideas, they would have never addressed that real issue, thereby never achieving the vision. And that's why this step is so critical for you and your success. So as we get ready to wrap up, you may be taking the transformation challenge for any kind of issue. You may want to have a better relationship with a partner, with your son or daughter. You may want to increase sales with your team or decrease turnover. Maybe it's to buy a house or to have a great family vacation. It doesn't matter what is the problem, issue, or opportunity. When you're taking the transformation challenge and applying the six-step process, it gives you that clear path forward. And this particular step, step three, is the critical step to help you identify the real issue that's causing the gap between your vision and your current reality. So again, thetransformationchallenge.com. Make sure you have the T-H-E, the, thetransformationchallenge.com. If you don't have your book, go invest in the book. We cover the book for free. Is all you need to do is cover the shipping, and we'll take care of the rest. Uh, get going through the process. Read it. It's 130 pages, so I invite people to read it in 14 days or less. Usually, it's a pretty quick read. That's about 10 pages a day. And then take your issue, and there's places in the book where you can do this, and apply the six-step process, whatever your problem or opportunity, and really give step three the time that it deserves and requires. And I promise you, a great experience then is you move to step four and five because now you're addressing that real issue that's preventing you from achieving that vision that you want. All right, well, hey, thanks for taking a few minutes to be with us today. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, sometimes I feel like... You know, we're having this conversation, and, and I imagine looking eye to eye with you, even though we're not sitting physically together. So thank you for taking the time. I honor you. Congratulate you for doing that. It says a lot about your character and who you are. So wishing you a wonderful and fabulous week. And until next time, have a great day. Make a difference in someone else's life. Take care. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life? in your family, or in your organization, call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.